Hello, Internet. This is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar, and welcome to a very special edition of the Rough Drafts podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed the team-by-team previews that have been going up over the last couple days. I've got a couple interviews and things that I'm very excited to share with you guys. But before we get into that, I've been listening to feedback, and I know you guys enjoyed the Guess the Lines episodes that we used to do here on the show. Obviously, uh, because I don't have a full-time co-host right now, uh, the format that we used for Guess the Lines doesn't make a lot of sense. It wouldn't really work with just me, obviously. So I'm going to try a couple things out uh, for this first week. I'm just going to do a basic vlog here for you guys. Uh, just kind of a quick rundown of each of the lines for this week's EU LCS action. Uh, I'm going to go over every individual game, my thoughts and feelings on how I think the match is going to go, and where I think you might find value over the course of the week. So with that... Let's get right into it, because we start with a game that I'm very excited about, which is G2 Esports versus Misfits. This is a rematch of the 2017 Summer Finals, but it's a very different kind of game, because this is a very different G2 roster that we're going to be seeing here. Four out of five players are completely new to the team, which means that it's going to be a very interesting experiment as to how these players all work together. On paper... I like this G2 roster quite a bit. Hyarnan and Wadid have a lot of experience together, so I expect them to be able to kind of pick up where they left off and apply those lessons to what they're going to be doing at G2. And I think that Yankos and Wonder really work well together. Um, you know, Wonder is a guy that loves to win his lane and then snowball off of those leads, and this is the first time he's ever had a jungler who is willing to be aggressive and kind of gank for him early enough to really play around that kind of advantage. So I think there's a lot that could go right for this G2 team. For me, I always take, especially in the first couple weeks when it comes to the spring split, the idea that stability reigns. And this Misfits team, the core of it is still very much intact. Uh, Max Lore and Han Sama are still two guys that you're going to love watching every week. Um, I, I think that Han Sama in particular took a real step up at the World Championship that I think makes him one of the most dangerous AD carries in this league. Maybe the most dangerous, depending on how you feel about how the reckless Hillisang pairing is going to play out. So I really like this Misfits team a lot. The line for this game is G2 at 1.77 and Misfits at 2.0. Now, for people who don't understand the decimal system, it's very simple when it comes to these bets. Uh, basically, you multiply the amount of money you spent on the bet times the number that you uh, of the team that you have placed this bet on, and that will be the money that you receive back if your bet wins. So if you bet $100 on G2 and it comes through at 1.77, you'd get $177 back from the casino when the bet is all said and done. Very simple. Of course, all of these lines are from Unicorn.com, the world's premier esports betting site, and my employer. So that's where you're going to find all of these lines, and there will be a link in the description to find them. But I really like Misfits here. I, I think that the line here is too kind to, to Misfits, ultimately. This is a very good Misfits roster that has all of the pieces that you would want for them to kind of stick together. I think Senkux roams well enough that he'll be able to kind of plug and play into the Daku system. Meanwhile, 
G2 with a brand new coach. This is going to take a little bit more time. I think giving even odds for misfits is some real nice value. And I highly recommend sticking a little bit of money on that one. That is, uh, that, that seems like a very fair kind of line for what, what you're going to be looking for. So we're going to be moving forward to Team Vitality versus H2 what? H2K. You know, I, I have to say, it's one of those things where you try not to let very recent news stories color your opinion of the team, but I do feel a little bit more confident about this H2K experiment knowing that Kelsey Moser is on board. Um, Kelsey Moser is someone I've worked with in the past, back when I worked at Paravine, a very strong analytical mind, uh, joining a team and veteran as the head coach who has a strong analytical mind. And some players here with some real upside. Cadrill is a guy we've been waiting for in the European Challenger scene to finally make his presence known on Nelsius stage. Uh, and we're finally going to see that pay off. And Sheriff, you know, a guy that not a lot of people are talking about, playing on Besiktas in the Turkish Challenger scene last split, which is literally something that only I ever talk about because I coached a team there for a little bit. But I can tell you, you look at this guy solo queue, standings and he looks good he looks like a guy who can do really well especially in this meta you know anyone who uh, understands draven well enough to have a very high win rate on the champ uh, is a guy that i'm going to enjoy watching at the very least so I, I think some pieces are there for h2k the problem here is that much like with the previous game if i'm going to say stability reigns well vitality have four of the five members of the giants gaming roster that came into this league, and they're being paired with Yamato Cannon, a guy whose best trait as a coach seems to be getting young talent to understand what it means to be a professional player and having them understand the basics well enough to execute on the strategies that he's presented. This Vitality team is going to look better than I think they ultimately will be over the first few weeks just because of that consistency. Uh, I do think that having them all stick together is is valuable. And the line indicates that, right? Vitality at 1.58, H2K at 2.3. My heart says that 2.3 is solid value for H2K. There's a temptation there. I really do feel it. And if you're a big fan of this H2K lineup and the coaching staff that's built, I'm not going to fault anybody for going for it. But Vitality does seem like a team that just has all of these pieces coming together, especially for the early weeks of the split. I, I'm not willing to make H2K a go out and, and bet this kind of line here. I don't think 2.3 is quite enough value for me to reach out in this particular instance. But, you know, we'll see how they do. I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. Uh, we're going to move into the next match, which is Unicorns of Love versus Giants Gaming. I want to touch on both of these teams a little bit later. So for now, I just want to point out that this is a Unicorns of Love team that has only two players returning, but has a head coach in Sheepy that is an incredibly underrated coach. I think criminally so. The fact that he hasn't won an EULCS coach of the split award by this point in his career just seems laughable to me. But here we are. This is the world we live in. I trust him with these young players way more than I trust what Giants Gaming are doing with a team of guys that just don't seem to have the same 
kind of upside than you would see from other teams here. Giants feel like a team that you put together because you really don't want to get relegated, right? This is LCS veterans that you can trust to look like a mid to low tier LCS player across the board, which leaves a roster that's very hard to get excited about. Maybe Ruin hard cares. Maybe Ruin is so good as a top laner, we've seen some flashes of it, that he can just hard carry this game against a white knight that hasn't really lived up to the reputation we originally expected of him. But I expect this to go Unicorns of Love's way. So do the casinos. Uh, 1.45 for Unicorns of Love here versus 2.65 for Giants. Don't, don't do this to yourself. Don't bet on this Giants roster and then be saying to yourself, why in the world did I put money on Betsy winning an EU LCS game? Don't do it. Just don't, don't do it. We all know better by this point. Trust me, I'm a Rockat fan. We know better by this point. And speaking of Rockat, they're going up against Shulk in the fourth match of day one. I, I'm scared. I'm very scared for this Rockat team. Uh, I am well established as a Rockat fan. You guys know this about me by this point. And I want this team to succeed. But I think it's going to take time. If only because figuring out how to communicate uh, with this team is going to be difficult. Who is the in-game leader, the shot caller on this Rockat team? Is it Memento? A guy that had a little bit of LCS experience and struggled during that time and has had to kind of reinvent himself during his Challenger Series experience? Is it Norskaren, a guy who's never stepped foot on an LCS stage? Is it Prophet or Blank, whose ability to speak English and communicate with their teammates is still a little bit questionable in that regard? I don't know. I, I, I really do believe in Freddy 1-2-2, and I, I think that this team will figure it out by the time the summer split rolls around. I'm much more excited for them for that than I am for this particular split. But it's going to be a hard sell to convince me uh, that Rocket's going to come out guns blazing and really take some games here. And at uh, 240 for Rocket versus 1.54 for Shulk, no. That's not bringing me uh, over. Sorry. Sorry, Fly. I love you. I'll be rooting for you. Hashtag set the rules. Hashtag rock at win. But I'm not putting money on it. Not, not at plus 140, essentially, for those Americans who are watching this. Not, not enough value there. Uh, we're going to move on. Fnatic versus Splice. Last game of the day. This line just fascinates me. Like, I've stared at this line for quite a bit when prepping to do this little vlog. And, you know, Fnatic at 1.5. You know, Fnatic is getting a lot of respect right now. We're going to see just how much respect they're getting when we get to their second line. And I do think this Fnatic team's really good. Um, I do think that they are a strong team that has a lot of consistency to them. Again, consistency reigns. You've got Dylan Falco and Youngbuck on the coaching staff for the five players that got to the quarterfinals at Worlds are still there, and now you have Hillisang, who, if nothing else, is a playmaking-style support that maybe can enable some of the more aggressive, interesting sides of Reckless. It's a team that's very easy to get behind. At 1.5, it's like exactly the tipping point for me. Like, if Fnatic was any higher of the favorites, and Splice then as underdogs were higher than 2.5, I, 
I would take Splice in a heartbeat because I like the Splice team. I really do. I think Niski is underrated. I think he was the best rookie in North America last split. That's not a popular opinion, but it is one that I think bore itself out when you look at how well Niski played in the quarterfinals of the summer split. I, I think that he really stepped into his own by the end of it. I love Xerxes. I think Xerxes a great player. I think Oduwamne is my pick for the best top laner in Europe. Um, I just from a sheer efficiency standpoint and knowing how to do all of the different things that come with being a top laner, you know, in terms of just playing around the map, uh, using teleports properly, being able to initiate in team fights, and sacrificing resources for his team so that the rest of them can succeed. I like everything about this Splice roster, but it is a lot of changes versus a Fnatic team that made very few changes comparatively. 2.5 is not enough for me to go for Splice here. If it was 2.75, probably swing that way. It's very close, and if you go for Splice, I don't blame you in the slightest. I, I think it's a fine line. I think that Splice can absolutely win this game. But just not enough. Just not enough value for me. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go to the next one. Vitality versus Giants. This is a grudge match now. People are gonna forget this, but this is now a rivalry, because literally Vitality went to the offseason and said, hey, Giants, great job getting into the league. Now we're going to buy most of your roster. Hope that's okay. I, I hope that these rosters come out swinging. I hope that this becomes an actual grudge match within the league now, because there are very few times in the EULCS we can point to something like this, where one team just systematically came after another team in terms of their own roster assembly. This is going to be fun. I wish I liked this Giants roster a little more, you know? I, I, I think Targamas is going to be interesting to watch. I think that ultimately Giants are going to have to rely on Steelback being the primary carry, and in Steelback's defense, during his time on Rocket, when he was the primary carry, is the best Steelback we've seen at this point in his career. So, so maybe that works. Maybe there's something there. Uh, Vitality at 1.64. I'm surprised uh, that it's that low. I, I, had, I had a feeling that it was going to be uh, like a 1.5 or, or even more than that. It seems like Vitality should be clear advantages here just because of the uh, consistency that their roster brings. I don't know. At 2.2, I don't think there's nearly enough roster on Giants. I would look at Vitality as a team that you might tease into a two- or three-team multi-bet. Um, I definitely think that this is a Vitality win just based on the infrastructure that's going to be surrounding both of these teams and the fact that these teams have, you know, Vitality has a whole bunch of players that have played with each other before. Giants are throwing things together because that's the roster that they were forced to fill. Do not bite on that Giants line. Just take Vitality, feel good about it. We'll all move on and be happy. It's the right call. Uh, next up. Splice versus the Unicorns of Love. I said I wanted to touch on the Unicorns of Love a little bit more, uh, so I will. I, I think that one of the things people are going to underestimate about this roster is how important Cold is to this roster. Um, one of the reasons we saw Exile struggle so much in the summer split, if you believe the interviews that you will players and coaches have had, is that Exile had to step up in terms of shot-calling responsibilities. 
which meant that he was kind of distracted from his overall focus of how do I win this lane? How do I win this individual matchup? And clearly he didn't handle that very well. Now the cynic is going to say, well, maybe it's just because Exile isn't that good, or maybe it was a meta problem, in which case if you look at this meta, is this really an Exile meta? Not especially. But if you're an optimist, and I happen to be, I try to see the best in all of these teams, I think that having shot calling responsibilities fall on someone like Cold, formerly the artist formerly known as Trashy, who is a at the very least an intelligent player, someone who has a mind for the game and someone who does feel comfortable stepping into that role, given his veteran experience at this point, I think that helps. I think that helps a lot. Um, my questions with this team are, are less about Cold, where a lot of people will point to just, oh, but Trashy isn't all that mechanically good. That's not really why he's here, um, and, and that's okay. <laughs> you know, you don't need to have every player be mechanically best if they're adding these other intangibles to the roster. I, I don't know what Samix and Totoro's synergy is going to be like on day one, just because it's very clear that Totoro is still learning how to speak English. He, he's been very clear about that on his Twitter. Uh, he's going to get there, and by the summer split, which is what really matters here ultimately, I think he gets there. But for now, on week one of the spring split, eh. Um, and White Knight, man, I want him to be good. I really do. I loved seeing him smash people in solo queue. There was so much hype around his Challenger Series premiere, and it just never materialized. I really, right now the, the line is Splice at 1.54, which puts Unicorns of Love at 2.4. This is another one where if it was just a little bit more value, if you gave me 2.6 on the Unicorns of Love, I'd take it in a heartbeat. That would be a lot of value uh, to go for. Right here, it's like right on my line. I think Unicorns of Love can win this game. I think she's a great coach. I think game plan accordingly. I do think Splice is the more talented roster right now. I think Unicorns of Love take a little bit more time. So I would look at Splice in the same van in which I look at Vitality and say like, hey, is there like a two or three team multi-bet where I can kind of compound these you know, value lines and, and really get a lot more out of it? So, which I think there's going to be one coming up that should be included in every multi-bet that you make this week. But before we get to that, let's just get this next game out of the way. Fnatic versus H2K Gaming. Uh, one of these teams is really good and went to the World Championship and kept four of their five remaining guys and added uh, a four-time EULCS winning coach to their, their lineup. And the other one is H2K. And that's this is not a knock on H2K. Uh, I'm not trying to dismiss where they could be by the end of the split. But... Fnatic at 1.19, H2K at 4.5. That seems about right. I, I don't... Th this would be a significant upset if H2K somehow managed to pull this off. And I don't think on week one they're equipped to handle this yet. I would love to be wrong, for the record. It'd be very cool to see this H2K gaming roster really take that next leap forward. But my bet is that Fnatic closes this out uh, goes into the weekend with a, a maybe a 2-0, uh, having taken out Splice and H2K, and start feeling good about themselves heading into 
week two. This this seems like a fanatic team that should be ready to come out guns blazing and take people out. But the next line here, G2 Esports are only 1.3 in this line against Rockad at 3.4. I'm a Rockad fan. I love the team. Hashtag set the rules. I'm going to keep saying that because this season I'm going to have a lot of negative concerns around this roster. And I don't want that to be mistaken as a lack of love for my team. I just I don't see it. I don't I don't see how this roster beats G two. I mean across the board, right? You'd rather have Wonder than Profit, hundred percent of the time. You'd rather have Yankos than Memento. You'd rather have Perks than Blank. And you'd rather have Hyarnan and Wadidu who've played together for so long than Heat Q and Norskaren. Norskaren has never played in an LCS match, and Heat Q, well, he played in NIP, and we saw what that was like. And I happen to think that he's maybe a little bit too beaten up by the public when it comes to his play. Uh, his statistically, he did better than you would expect a guy on a team like NIP to do. But it's not Hyarnan and Wadid levels. This this is a roster that I think needs more time. I think GTV Sports wins this game 95% of the time, if I'm going to be conservative in my prediction. And I think that 1.3 is just the right amount of value that you add that into like a three-team multi-bet. That's going to go quite well for you. Last game of the week, though. This one's fascinating. Misfits versus Shulk. I wrote an article uh, that came out today on Unicorn.com, and it will be in the description as well, on why I think Vizichachi is going to be the guy to watch on Shulk if this team is going to succeed. And this is going to be the game that tells us how prepared Shulk is and how much Chachi is ready to take on the kinds of criticism and strategies that I think are going to be necessary if he's going to be the guy for this Shulk team and get them to the next level, make them actual title contenders. Because he's paired up against Alfari in this, in this matchup, and he should win that matchup. He should be able to gain leads over Alfari. And of course, Maxlor makes that a 2v2 with Pride, and, and there are a lot of things we could say about Pride. I'm noticing a wide range of opinions on him. As someone who watched him for quite a bit, he's, he's raw. He's got talent. He's mechanically gifted. Uh, his decision-making is going to need a little bit more time. Uh, maybe Chachi, you know, Nuke Duck, Vander. There are a lot of guys with experience on this roster who can maybe help guide him a little bit. And certainly a guy like Crepo. Oh, sorry. I, I meant Boris. Boris. Guys, he's changed his name. I love it. Um, I, I think he can learn a lot. And I think eventually he will learn a lot. I just... Chachi has to really make the most of it. Chachi has to realize that misfits are going to be very happy baiting him into a couple little skirmishes early on in the game in order to get them to the point where when those mid to late game team fights roll around, this misfits roster could snowball on that. That's the plan for misfits. They've got a team that is going to be incredibly strong in the 20 to 35 minute range. That's where this team is going to excel when you look at where Suncox and Mickey have succeeded in the past in their careers. Schultz needs to, to get an advantage before that happens. And I think Nuke Duck is a good player. I, I think Nuke Duck's going to do fine in that matchup. Uh, I think that Upset and Vander 
are not quite as good as Han Sama and Mickey, but it's going to be at least a little bit competitive. But for Schalke to pull off the upset, it's going to be Chachi making that play, being the disruptive team fighter, winning those skirmishes, and winning them by picking the right moments in which to fight. And if you believe Chachi's learned those lessons, if you believe he is equipped to handle that right now, uh, Schalke at 2.3 is great here. I, I think that there is, there is certainly uh, a lot, you know, some value to be found. I, I think that they win this game about 40 to 45% of the time. They're a good team. The Schalke team has talent on it, and they're going to be ready to go uh, with a coach that I think is quite knowledgeable about the game. So I don't want to dismiss it. Man, I love this Misfits roster, though, and that's the thing that keeps me from being able to fully recommend Schalke here. I think that Misfits just a little bit more disciplined when you look at their roster across the board, a little bit better equipped to handle whatever Schalke throws at them. I think if, if Max Lord goes after Pride early, I don't know what Pride's response is. I don't know how Vander is going to hold up in a lane against Hansama and Mickey. It's been a while since he's been able to kind of hang with the L LCS kind of talent level. He seems, you know, maybe he's gotten back up to that skill level. Maybe he's there. I don't know. I, I have my doubts. I think Misfits wins this. I, I think Misfits wins this enough times that I'm hesitant to put that value on Shulk. But I think it all depends on what you value most in team. If you think that Shulk has the talent in those solo lanes to make it work, uh, Shulk at 2.3 or plus 130 is really good. Uh, if you think that this Misfits roster is just a little bit too cohesive, throw Misfits on a two-team multi-bet at 1.58 and call it a merry day. You're gonna you're gonna have a lot of potential value there, regardless of what match of the rest of these that you like. And I also hope that you liked this episode. If you did, let me know, comment below, or reach out to me on the Discord, the link for which will be in the description below. I want to fine-tune this and make sure that I'm making it the best content that it can be for you guys. So please let me know what I can do. Uh, and what you would like from this show uh, in order to make it the best that it can be. Um, but that's going to be it for this episode. Stay tuned for a interview that I have coming up this week and a roundtable as well, uh, as well as the NALCS vlog that I plan on doing this week. A lot of good content coming down the pipeline. So I hope you enjoyed this. And until next time, goodbye, Internet.